Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you looking for some more puckly goodness? Well, check out the Puckle MySpace page. Find out who their favorite eight people are. Wait, hold on. Wait, you're telling me MySpace isn't a isn't a big thing anymore? No, it's not. Hasn't been for a while. Huh. Well, that that kind of puts a damper on this. Um. Well then, I guess uh, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower. It's the one and only Buckle Podcast. And welcome to the 316th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my excellent co-hosts, Spron and Basket. And as always, we're here to bring you another Pucklelicious episode of the Puckle Podcast. The Puckle Podcast, of course, is the podcast where we talk everything Pokemon, from the video game to the trading card game to... Uh, well, we don't talk about Pokemon Duel anymore, but we talk about we talk about pretty much everything. Pokemon, including Thatch's vast flare collection. <laughs> flare collection? Yeah, like you know the little pins. Oh, dude, I do have a ton of those pins. Actually, <laughs> uh, you weren't you weren't here for that uh, for PuckleCon. Like, the, it's gotten bigger. It's gotten nice. bigger. Yeah, I know. Nice. Yeah, nice. so you could like swag yourself out here. And just yeah, just go to town. You know, I feel like that's the opposite of swag. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably look not. at all of my legendary Pokemon pins. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is Mega Diancy. <laughs> it's so sparkly. Uh, well, we have them all in a display case, so it's fine. Uh, it's nice. it's different. It's different than you think. So, it, it's different. Yes, it's different. It's my doll collection, okay, guys? It's uh, totally different. It's totally different. Totally. Totally. Different. totally. Okay, <laughs> so it's been a while since either of you were on the show. I just want to I just want to ask you guys how you guys been? How's everything going? I've been pretty good, my man. I've been pretty good. Uh, you know, just trying to get through these last few weeks of university. Actually, I've only got one more week left and then I can basically do whatever I want, which is like how I like to live, you know? Oh man. Well, you have another semester though, right? I do have another semester. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just like, man, I'm going to be free for the next two weeks. 
Uh, I'm actually going back to Tokyo in January for a week. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. After you're here with me? Yep. Like oh. basically the day after I'm leaving. <laughs> you're going to like get back to Missouri and then sleep and then get on a plane. Um, that's yes. the plan? That's the plan? That, that's pretty much you the You should have just gotten a ticket from here. Oh, that's not a bad idea. I'm Wait, just, is it an international airport? Uh, yeah, actually, Columbus is an international airport. I don't know if it, uh, okay, anyway, this isn't important. <laughs> we shouldn't, we shouldn't talk about it here. But, but I'm just letting you know it is. Okay. We can figure out the details later. But okay. I'm just letting you know it might be doable. Um, anything Pokemon going on in your life since the last time you were here? Well, I did in fact start Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, but I have not in fact finished Ultra Sun and the Moon. Have you, I, uh, have you spoiled have it for yourself? What? Have you spoiled it for yourself? That's the real uh, Yes, I have. I okay, am good. aware of the new Ultra Beasts. I am aware of the Team Rainbow Rocket stuff. Uh, I have not finished the first island, uh, but you know what? It's okay because I've mainly just been playing Showdown and stuff. So There's a lot of new stuff. There's a lot of new stuff, and I think it was fun. There is, and I'm definitely very, very excited to uh, move Tutor up all of my Pokemon. <laughs> because there are a lot. Oh, man. Oh, well, how about you, Basket? What's up with you? Anything new? Anything exciting? Uh, Mantine surfing is life. And, um, <laughs> Dude, get ready for that this week, actually. Like, uh, that's um, the next mission. The next global mission starts this week on, uh, I believe, Tuesday. And uh-huh. it is all Mantine surfing. It's oh, cool. uh, it's the the goal of it is to get two million battle points for Mantine surfing, like collectively, like not just you yourself. Um, mm. I've made it my personal goal to attempt uh to use Mantine surfing. Well, I hope it's not you yourself. Uh, I I I want to attempt to account for a percent of that on my own. So that's like two thousand <laughs> battle points or something like that. Uh, <laughs> And so I want to, I want to attempt, maybe not, not a percent, one, uh, 0.01%, like 2000 points. I want to, I want to, I want to pledge 2000 points to the Mantine Surf mission. And that way only require a thousand people who are as insane as me. Um, that's not terrible though. Cause if you're good at it, I think you can get like 10 points per surf and you know, it's a, it's a 10 day thing. So you just need 20 points. So you surf, you know, or, or you need 10,000 people. You, you surf 20 times a day. Uh, for ten points, totally. Oh, we don't need. We don't need to worry about that. I'll knock out the two million in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a, it's a really cool way to gather battle points in general, and mm-hmm. I think it's a, I, I think it's an improvement over Battle Tree Grind. It's okay. it's way it's way faster than Battle Tree Grind too. Yeah. So I think I, I don't know. I think it's a really good system. But anything else? Anything else? You, you just you just surfing, catching the waves, dropping your kids off at the pool. And yeah. in the middle of December, this <laughs> uh, is an inside joke. Inside joke that nobody's gonna understand. Joke. It's an inside joke. It, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's the reason why I haven't uh, completed it. Because when I get to a new Mantine Surf area, I'm like, okay, hold on, I got everything can wait. The world can be saved later. I need to Mantine Surf and get the new move. Not even that. Um, you can with the Mantine Surf if you get the high score at every spot. You unlock a surfing Pikachu. So, what? yeah, I know. Yeah, there's a sur- because surfing Pikachu wasn't really like there was one event that you could use to get surfing Pikachu, but now it's way easier. Yeah, if you so if oh. you get the high score at every spot, so there's four spots: the Mele Mele Island, Ula Ula, Akala, and Pony. 
And if you get high score in each of those spots, you get, uh, you can just go to, uh, I believe Hia Hia City. There's like a surf shop there. You talk to the guy and he's just like, here's a surfing Pikachu. And huh. then you're done. Neat. Yeah. Neat. Ain't that now, neat? Now I'm just really, now I'm just like really upset because like last week I beat the Pony Island one and now there's no more. <laughs> well, now you can get, now you can get the, uh, you can go get the surfing Pikachu then. I don't. I don't want it. I want to surf more, Thatch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, the pursuit of happiness is not, in fact, the achievement of a goal, but the pursuit of that goal. Oh man, I I'm excited. Like that's actually a good global mission too, because it's like, hey, we're gonna reward you for grinding your battle points out, and I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> it's better than Battle Tree too. I hate Battle Tree. I think it's absolutely stupid, and it's Same. a waste of time. Why is my Battle Frontier repeat 500 times? Oh, man, right? Like, yeah. let's not get started on that. There's no Battle Frontier in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. They did a lot of things right, but let's talk about the one big thing they did wrong. No Battle <laughs> Frontier, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, every, we ask for this all the time, and it just never comes back. I don't know if it's because we just have these, like, rose-colored glasses about it, or it, and Game Freak's just like, you know you don't want that. You don't want that. Trust <laughs> us. You don't want that. Uh, Emerald Battle Frontier was the greatest thing in existence. I'm just yeah, Emerald okay. Battle Frontier. I think was a different beast altogether. Like I'd have to say, Gen Four Battle Frontier was absolutely awful. And if that's the incarnation that people want to have come back, I don't think that's the Battle Frontier that we deserve. I don't think I would even play that. It's not interesting. It wasn't unique. No, it wasn't. I I would really like real Battle Factory, and they they tried to do that. We can talk about this more during the topic today, but. Uh, they did. They did try really hard with like battle agency, and I think it's a really interesting concept. And we could talk about that further. So uh, yeah, I guess that we'll leave the intro there. I, I haven't been up to do much other than Puckle stuff. So let's uh, let's go and kick it on over to the news. <laughs> Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. So I wanted to ask you guys, we're going to start it off here because there is some pretty big news here in terms of Pokemon Go. Uh, Pokemon Go just had a huge update. We saw this update coming for the most part uh, from the Halloween event when we got Sableye and Dusk- Duskull in that event. Uh, but we got 50 new Pokemon from Gen 3. And there's a ton of weather effects that affect what type of Pokemon show up during your uh, during your playthrough of Pokemon Go. Uh, yeah, like, I just want to know, because I don't know, Basket, do you still play? Uh, yes. Okay, so I want to know, because I know you play a ton. I don't know, if, Scron, do you play a ton at all? Well, you see, I did, and then uh, Farfetch'd came to North America. I didn't mm-hmm. feel special anymore, so I stopped. Okay, so I'm not going to ask for your opinion. Uh, I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to... I was so pissed. Basket, I assume you have uh, seen, you've seen these updates. I just want to know what your thoughts are on this. So one of my biggest questions about um, what they were going to do when they started putting Gen 3 in, because there's so many Gens and so many Pokemon, I was wondering how they were going to like make the majority of Pokemon available. Mm-hmm. Um, because when they put Gen 2 in with Gen 1, it was like, for a while, it was this crazy amount of them that were just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, and then they started kind of like lessening certain types, so you couldn't get the Pidgeys you wanted to grind all the time because yeah. 
they would be replaced by um, knock towels or things like that, you know, in some areas. And uh, um, so I was really curious to find out how they were going to make all of them available without, you know, totally overriding uh, the older ones. So I think this weather effects thing is really cool. Um, I haven't looked into which ones come out uh, in the rain, snow, wind, fog, whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, But uh, I'm really uh, excited to uh, see that. And if, um, and so I haven't, I haven't gone on since the, uh, since the update. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I'm wondering, are these weather effects, are they like real weather? Yeah. It's like like real weather. I, I assume it's coming from like the Yahoo app or whatever. It's telling you whether or not it's like cloudy or partly cloudy or whatever. I, I don't have the I don't have the types written down on my sheet for me, but I know rain like you're gonna see more water type Pokemon come out. Uh, I believe during wind you see more flying type Pokemon stuff like that. And I, Ooh, I, I I agree with you. That's an interesting that's an interesting thought though. Thinking about that, uh, this is a great way to like here's here's 386 Pokemon. This is how we make it so you can get all of them without being horrible. You know, just wait and look until if they decide to release Gen Five or not. Like, what hell would that be? Gen Five well, or Gen Four? Gen Five. Why Gen Five in particular, not Gen Four? Because of how many Pokemon are in that generation. I mean, it's not too many more than Gen Four. Gen Four introduced something on the order of about a hundred to hundred twenty, and so like you're adding an extra hundred fifties. It's the same order of magnitude. You know, like I, I can understand. And even then, Gen two introduced a hundred Pokemon. So you're you're talking about the addition of um, a lot a lot of things. And not to mention, uh, they do. Uh, if you look at the number of Pokemon that are available in Gen five, that are legendary Pokemon, Pokemon that they'd probably make exclusive to raid events. There, it's astronomically high because you've got the three genies, you've got the um, you got the three genies, the, the, the Musketeer trio, you've got Zekrom, Reshiram. And Kyrem, and then you've got another three or four Pokemon that are mythicals. So you have that 150 number, and we've just dropped it by, I'd say, 15. Compared to Gen 2, where it's like, oh, we have 100 Pokemon, and then five of them are for EX raids. You know? I think the percentage of legendary Pokemon to Pokemon being introduced is way higher in uh, more recent gens, I should say. Mm-hmm. Gen 4 is particularly bad at this as well, by the way. Gen 4 is gross at it because you've got the Lake Trio, you've got Dialga, Palkia, Giratina, and all this other stuff. It's it's gross. Yeah. So and so one of the things that I think is like super cool about this weather effect thing is that so there's seven of them, right? So yeah. right now we have what like 802 total or something like that Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Well, more than that, Eight, uh, 807 now. Okay, so um, <clears throat> uh. That'd be something like I'm just gonna round here. So let's say there's um uh um I don't know like 110 right for each one of these weather effects. Yeah, that's completely and utterly doable with the 107 or whatever that are out there, right? Yeah. So if you only if you only have 110 available in those different areas, then you could have all 807, like. No, I think no it's problem. definitely doable. I think it's doable. I, th- I think their plan is to still scatter around like other Pokemon from other weather conditions in there as well. So that like, yeah, totally. say, say you live in California, like uh, I, I apologize to those of you by the wildfires, by the way, like if you need to evacuate, please do. 
But like, um, you know, it doesn't rain there very Stop often. Listening to the podcast and evacuate now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, right? Um, if you're like in a shelter or something, thank you for being safe. Um, thank you for using us to like get, escape the world as well. But, um, the, like, it doesn't rain there very often, right? So, like, how are you ever yeah. going to catch a water tie? Uh, um, I can tell you that from firsthand experience, man. Like, it, when it rains in SoCal, like it rains, but it rarely yeah. rains. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, it also you're, you're, the water, the ground's not ready to like soak up that water or anything, you know. Yeah, so, so you get flash floods all exactly, the time. Exactly, exactly. It's but let's let's not talk about SoCal. Uh, <laughs> but I, another another thing too that I think is cool is that um, uh, this makes um, uh, Pokemon hunting in Pokemon Go um, kind of based around. Um, uh, the seasons as well, because you're going to see mm. more of a certain kind based on the season, because there's going to be more rain, more snow, wind, whatever, you know. So yeah. I think that's super cool because now Pokemon, like your hunt, is going on like throughout the year, you know. And I think that's I think that's really cool. Oh no, you're <clears> right. <throat> I I I really like that actually. That's not a bad idea at all. Uh, all right, so uh, you have just great insight on Pokemon Go, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Let's, uh, I've got something to talk about. Uh, you do. Tell me about it, Scrawn. Let's uh, talk it. about our, our good friend, Detective Pikachu. Am I right? Yeah, that movie's happening. Uh, the, the movie? It's a movie? Yeah, did you not know that? I thought it was a video game. No. The, okay, so, there, so there's a... There's a, there's a video game and then – so you – okay. Okay. So before the show, we were talking about this piece of news. Um, the piece of news, just just to get ahead of everybody, is that Ryan Reynolds has been cast as Detective Pikachu for the Detective Pikachu movie. Um, Which I am right. That's cool. I am Pikachu. I am just blown away though right now. Scrum, let's take a couple steps back into the fact that you thought that Ryan Reynolds was going to be Detective Pikachu in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> I know that blew my mind too. And like, I'm still, I'm still there, Scron. Like, you, you can talk about how Deadpool's Detective Pikachu all you want right now, but like, you wait, were, have you not followed the news at all? Like, a couple weeks ago, we heard that the Detective Pikachu movie was actually getting is in the stage of pre-production. And it's gonna start be, it's gonna start production next month. I just feel so attacked right now. You should, <laughs> as you should. Uh. <laughs> like, I don't even feel bad for that. Like. <laughs> Uh, no, it's so Brian Reynolds, Deadpool is going to be the Detective Pikachu. I was really hoping for The Rock. Uh, so my dream right now is so in the Detective the Pikachu. Yeah, The Rock Danny was Dwayne's wrong people. I, I know Danny DeVito was an awesome choice, but Danny DeVito also didn't know what Pikachu was. And I'm pretty sure The Rock and Brian <laughs> Reynolds know what Pikachu is. So I, w- I, I would have to be clean. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> So I'm I, I think Ryan Reynolds will work out really well because I can see them going for a comedic avenue or just literally just going get, making this a Deadpool movie with Pikachu as the lead. Um, I could definitely just see that being the case. But I'm also I'm also just really looking forward to like the detective Pikachu has a sidekick in the video games, and I'm still holding out that The Rock is his sidekick. Like <laughs> I want Ryan Reynolds detective Pikachu being like, come on Dwayne Johnson, let's go solve a crime. The Rock is never a sidekick fetch. That's where you're terribly wrong. I know He's that's the sad the thing, right? Man. Uh, <laughs> I, I would have been okay with I would have been okay with role reversal there as well. The Rock playing the Detective Pikachu and Ryan Reynolds being Detective Pikachu's sidekick. Yeah, he, he Ryan Reynolds is sometimes a sidekick in movies, like uh, most recently in the Hitman's Bodyguard. Mm-hmm. 
I'd be okay yep. with it. Oh, maybe we'll get Samuel Jackson. Um, all right. <laughs> oh, God. <No. laughs> Wait, let I, me, let I me want an it. R-rated Detective Pikachu movie, by the way. Like, this is what I'm hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> what are these mother trucking Ekans doing on this mother trucking plane? <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> but yes, um, <laughs> Detective Pikachu has been cast. Watch out for more news. I think that movie's going to come out late next year or early ne- um, 2019. I forget what the you know, actual bet, timeline like, was. It's not going to be shown in like more than five theaters in the U.S. <laughs> Dude, they no, they want the rights to this. This was back when uh, this was back when Pokemon Go hit came out and it like was a sensation. I forget the movie company, but like a movie company bought the rights to make a Detective Pikachu movie. And they must have paid they must have paid out the bum because Nintendo does not like doing live action versions of their movies ever since that whole Mario Brothers fiasco. Mm. And they must have offered Nintendo a ton of money to do that. Do the Mario. <laughs> oh god. All right. Uh, last piece Come of news. On everybody, do the Mario. <laughs> Last piece of news, if you are playing Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, you are going to need to update it soon because they're they're doing a patch because there are a lot of things that are broken with this game. A lot of them that need to be repaired before uh, VGC 18 comes about, and uh, that's happening in like 20 days. So watch out for that. But so uh, the Sun and Moon patch is going to fix a few things. First of all, there's a freezing issue when sometimes when the player chooses Litten as their starter, like it'll freeze on the screen where like... The player character, like, picks up the Litten and, like, Simba's it, you know? And <laughs> and then the other one is Ion Deluge doesn't work, but it should. Ion Deluge is a move that none of us would have known existed unless this, this patch didn't need to <laughs> fix it. Um, <laughs> it forces all moves used that turn to – all normal-type moves used that turn to turn into electric-type moves. Um, That's so, so bad. It's a really bad move. I could see it working with, like, a lightning rod user maybe. But that's that's about it. And uh, the big one, though, is that Wide Guard currently uh, reduces the damage output of all Z-moves, not just um, uh, Komo'o Z-move, which is, I believe, like Clangorous Scales or whatever it is. Um, Clanging or, Scales. Or something, Soul Blades. Maybe, I don't remember. It, it's, it's, it's Komo'o Z-move because that one's actually just spread damage in VGC. And so Wide Guard is like double protect for moves that do spread damage. And so, yeah, it would make sense for that to uh, just reduce damage from that move because it, it, Z moves do hit through protect. Uh-huh. However, right now it's reducing damage from every single Z move, uh, which oh. does not make sense. It, it's not how the move works. And <laughs> so they do need to fix that before VGC happens because that is going to be a huge damper on the competitive play yeah. until that's fixed. So. Just watch out for that, guys. Uh, you want that, especially if you plan on playing VGC this year. Yeah. All right, so that's going to be it for the news, guys. We are going to take a short break, and we're going to come right back at you with Puckles Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckles Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge, whether or not Scrawn believes it's innate or not. 
Uh, it is not an A. It is learned knowledge. Get your adjectives right. So the point of this part of the show is to have your co-hosts compete against one another. However, these two will be acting on a team. Every week they act on a team together to answer five questions provided by our audience as well as by uh, other co-hosts and stuff like that. Mostly because I don't have to write them then. And you'll get a point <laughs> for each answer. You get correct. You'll also have access to a hint that you can use to a- help you answer these questions. Um, however, if you can answer all of these questions correctly without using the hint, you can cash that hint in for an extra point. You guys have one of these po- questions will have a bonus point attached to it. Uh, they'll be, in essence, it'll be worth two points depending on how you answer it. And, uh, you don't need to get that one correct on both accounts to be able to cash in the hint. So you have a maximum total possible of seven points today. Uh, both of you are in range of moving up significantly through the ranks. So if you guys are ready, we'll get started. All right. Let's do this. All right, so the first question comes from Hal. Uh, he's on the Discord server. He wants to know, if you know, how many Pokemon have non-letter characters in their names? Now, I'll give you guys a plus or two, uh, plus or two, plus or minus two on the number. Because I don't expect you to go through, like, a list of 807 Pokemon and figure out which ones have punctuation. I mean, obviously there's... Oh, are we talking punctuation or... Uh, punctuation, non-letter characters. Hmm. So punctuation, okay. other things that aren't punctuation in their names. Okay, well, uh, so basket. Uh, there's Porygon two, and then actually Porygon Z has a hyphen in its name, so that's two right there. Okay. Uh, let's think about other ones now. Hmm. Distracting me more than it's helping. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, hmm. It's really hard, honestly, because I've. <laughs> we just oh, need a um, number. Uh, but... Oh, oh, has a um a Wait, dash. Who? Ho oh has a dash, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Ho oh, uh, that's true. Um, hmm. We're just gonna need a number, and you get a plus or minus two. Just remember that. Okay. Uh. Well, let's try to think about more. Um. Hmm. Wait. Okay, no. Kieran Black doesn't. Uh, I don't think there are any other numbers. Number Pokemon, are there? We're going to need an answer soon. Uh, Mr. Mr. Mime, right? Because the little, there's a dot there, right? Yes, true. Also Mime Jr. So that's five. Uh... Yeah. Um, We're going to need the answer here, guys. Okay. Okay. uh, We'll say five plus. Well, you say plus or minus two, right? Yes. Uh, In that case, let's just say six in case there are a lot more. Well, no, I'm I'm saying saying five plus. So, like, there's more than five, right? We can do that or no? Well, no, no. You you have to be be within within, within two of the number. Yeah. Let's just say six then. Okay. Is that your final answer? Six. Yes. That is uh, unfortunately yes. incorrect. Um, the answer is actually 12. Uh, what? Uh, what? Nidoran, male and female. Uh, uh, Mr. Oh, Mime and crap. Rhyme Jr. Uh, we talked about Farfetch'd earlier today. Uh, oh, uh, of course. You guys got Porygon 2, Porygon Z, Ho-Oh. Um, you forgot Type Null, who has a colon. And you forgot the entire Jing Mo'o family that has uh, dashes <laughs> in their names. Oh, no. <laughs> so... 
You guys, I mean, you got halfway there, so like you you did all right, not <laughs> terrible. Is this like this guy's name who submitted this? How like how the Malasada how? No, it's uh, H A O. Okay, instead because from this question, I'm really starting to think he's a Malasada how. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's an identifying factor for you. Okay. All right, let's see if you guys can pick it up. It's here. not this, a good thing. This next question comes from Seth Vilo. It's worth two points uh, for each person that you name. And actually, if you name all three, I'll give you three points. I'll actually give – I'll be nice to you guys today and give you three points. And you can still cash the hint in if you get it correct without the hint. Whoa. Um, cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be real – I'm a nice guy. Yeah. All right. So question number two. There is some Pokemon that can learn to track, but when they use it, it unfortunately fails, which probably hits us too many of us too close to home. Uh, name two of the three genderless Pokemon that can learn a track. Now you can name three, and I'll I'll absolve you of your sin of the first question. Okay. So genderless uh, Pokemon that can learn a track. Does Ditto count? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> uh, I feel like I know one, and it's Mew. Because Mew is genderless, and in at least Gen 3, it can learn every TM except for uh, Overheat. So Mew is definitely one of them. Okay, so... Um, but it would um, fail, I think. I don't know if it would fail or not. It probably would. Because, yeah, if it's genderless, it's not going to work. All right. Um, genderless. He said genderless, so it has to be genderless. Okay, not cast form. I feel like so many. <laughs> I feel like so many Pokemon can learn that move. I <laughs> um, Oh wow, this is a really tough one. <laughs> you have the hint. Don't forget that. Well, uh, the hint's not going to be doing us much use otherwise. So let's go ahead and use it, eh? All right. So um, these are uh, one. One was introduced in Gen five. Uh, two more were introduced in Gen 7, um, and we didn't count Mew, so you're kind of correct with Mew. I'll give you a point for Mew. Thanks. All right, so two were introduced in Gen 7. One was introduced in Gen 5. What are genderless Pokemon in Gen 7? I feel like uh, this is a question I should be able to answer. Hmm. And Gen 5, huh? I see. Um... I'm not sure if Victini is genderless or not. Um, uh, I, I want to say it would be, right? We can use that as one of our guesses, sure. Uh, genderless Pokemon in 7. I'm going to need an answer soon here, guys. What, um, what's, uh, what are the... Uh, um, uh, oh, man. Um, what? Is Dancy... Uh, um, is Dancy genderless? That's, that's Gen 6. Oh, couldn't uh, need an answer here, guys. Uh, we uh, we just got to go with you, I think, because I don't. I don't. Think uh, 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 Tapu Lele and Tapu Coco, whatever. All right, that is so. The Mew is correct. But the other two are unfortunately not. So Mew is actually an answer we didn't. Uh, I forgot about. So it wasn't included in the three. Um, so Mew, Mew counts. That gives you one point. Uh, the other three that you could have named were Cryagonal, uh, Minior, and Delmize. They can all learn a track because it's still a TM forever and always. So that's, okay. uh, 
Yeah, it'll it'll fail though because they're genderless. So it's not useful. So uh, Seth Bilo also gave me another question, and I wanted to ask it because this is an oldie but a goodie. I asked this in one of the very first Puckle Pokey quizzes, and I want to see how well you guys listen to me. <laughs> so question number three, you guys are at one point, by the way. Um, the question number three is, what is the only fire-type Pokemon by technicality that can learn Powder Snow? Castform? Is that your final answer? Uh, because it can turn into a fire-type Pokemon in Sun, I think that accounts for the technicality, and it can learn Powder Snow, so yeah. That is correct. Uh, there you go. There's your two points. I asked that question a long time ago, and nobody got it right, and you guys all yelled at me, and I still use the question anyway. So that's two points for you guys today. So this next all question right. comes from your favorite Dr. Shamu. Oh, no. Uh, Alrighty. And so Dr. Shamu, uh, he brought up to me this ability that I didn't even know existed until today. It's called Wonder Skin. Uh, Wonder Skin is an ability that makes the accuracy of status moves targeted at a Pokemon 50%. So you can have like a Will-O-Wisp that turns into 50%. You can have a Sleep Powder that turns into 50%. Um, almost all of the Pokemon that get Wonder Skin in this ability get this as their hidden ability, except for one Pokemon. What Pokemon can have Wonder Skin as a natural ability? Oh no! I I know I knew this at some point. Oh my! Oh my God! Oh my! Okay, I know! I know this! I know this! I know this! Sigilyph. Is that uh, your final answer? Uh, I'm 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 I'm, 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 I'm positive. Okay, sure. That is correct. Nice. Yes. Sigilyph is. Because... Yeah, go ahead, basket. I want to know why. <laughs> I, I I remember I remember catching one and thinking. What the heck is this? <laughs> what is this ability? <laughs> Am I even going to use this? And it was oh. on a it was on a Nuzlocke, and I was like, I, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that gives you guys three points for today. Uh, our next question is, as always, a base stat question. So I want to know from you guys what the high what fire type Pokemon has the highest base defense stat. Hmm. Okay, so the first thing that comes to mind is either like Torkoal or Turtonator, just for the fact that they're turtles. But then we've got like Groudon and stuff. So I'm thinking like Primal Groudon, because that's technically a fire type. Um, hmm. What else do we got? We got Magmortar. That's obviously not right. Uh, we've got, when you think, powerful stuff. Um, none of the starters, I think, really fit that criteria. I think the closest one would probably be, like, Embor, uh, but that's not close enough. Uh, yeah. Alright, think, um, think Volcanoes. I'm thinking it's probably between like Oh man, what? Torkoal, Torkoal, or uh, the five, the lava slug, Mark, Mark, Mark Cargo. Uh, if we have to guess something like that, I'm definitely gonna go with Primal Groudon, Those... just for the fact that it's Primal Groudon. Uh, but let's. What would the I do need an answer soon? Mega in the next fifteen speed. seconds. Mega Evolution Fire types. What would those be? Oh, it's Mega Evolution from games? Oh, yeah, you can use Mega Evolutions. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Nothing's coming to mind. Uh, legendary Pokemon. Maybe Heatran? 
I'm not. I think that's more special defensive. I'm gonna need an answer, guys. On uh, crap. Um, go ahead and say something. I'm gonna go with Torkel. Okay. Is Torkel your final answer? The, no, it's fine. I will let him choose. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is unfortunately incorrect. Oh, Torkoal's the second highest base stat total for uh, defense in fire type Pokemon. The winner is Primal Groudon. Oh, son of uh, a. Primal Groudon's got a base 160 defense, and Torkoal uh, has a base 140. Can I get that point, please? No. <laughs> no. no, because you went basket. You rolled the dice there, man. That's on you. I mean, I was just being polite. You're a team. <laughs> Yeah, okay. You're a team. You, it's a team effort. So you guys got three points here today. Um, so that does change up the standings, though. Just just to let you know. Uh-oh. Um, it does change up the standings. So let me get there. Uh, so unfortunately, Scrawn, that doesn't move you up. It does move. Uh, if you got the other point, it wouldn't have done it either, if that makes you feel any better. It doesn't. So, so, all right. So, the standings are now in first place. We have Dr. Shamu with 24 points. Uh, we have Basket in second place now with 13 points. Yeah. Jushiro, in, th- Jushiro <laughs> in third place with 11 points. Whimsicott in fourth place with 10 points. Sublime Manic in fifth place with nine points. Scrawn, you're now in sixth place. With eight points. It's it's all really close except for the whole like Shamu jumping ahead of everybody thing. Um, <laughs> and then in seventh place, we have Viger with five points. Eighth place, Maximus with four points. Ninth place, Snag with two points. And Gator bringing up the rear with one. So that is it. Uh, it's a race to 30. <laughs> Don't know what the winner gets. I'm sure Shamu will beat you guys at PuckleCon. Or Puckle10. Not PuckleCon. This is like the hangout <laughs> version of PuckleCon. All right. <laughs> So here we, that's it for, uh, the, p- this week's Puckles Poke Quiz. Join us next week for another exciting rendition. And we are going to take a short break, guys, and we'll come right back at you with the topic. Hey, Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, pucklepodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Puckalonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at youtube slash pucklepodcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. And on to the topic. In the topic, we're going to be talking about Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon and if we think it was worth the purchase today. That's going to be the ultimate deciding factor. But I have a few points I want to hit upon just so we can discuss. Uh, I know Baskets played a significant amount of Pokemon. Uh, Scrawn has not played a significant amount, but he spoiled it for himself. So I've that's been really very, nice. very busy. To be I'm fair, I'm not. I'm not mad at you about this. I feel like I can participate uh, just as much, if not more so, than uh, yeah. And that's why I'm like keep. I didn't change the topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Scrawn, we're still friends. Okay. No, you know, I'm very defensive sometimes. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> all right. All right. So. Um, I just want to I want to open up and just be like, so far in your experience of Pokemon's uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Mood being out, it's been out now for three weeks. What have you liked from it? Nothing. Nothing. You don't like any of it. 
Um, I like that you can catch Zoruas at the trainer school. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to get better discussion out of Basket, who's played the game. <laughs> uh, <and> so, <laughs> to be fair, Mele Mele Island doesn't seem to have changed that much. It, it hasn't, other than like the um, you get to go and pick your starter much faster this time. I, uh, I, I love that, by the way. That is yeah. awesome. It was yeah. such a slog to do a it. Lot of, uh, a lot of shiny hunters have really appreciated this fact, because before they, it was about three and a half minutes to go get your starter. Now it's only it's down to a minute and a half, so that's better. That's better than nothing, right? Uh, so mm-hmm. definitely keep that in mind if you're planning to play Pokemon and you want a soft reset for your starter and you're a shiny hunter. Can I just say I feel like out of like all the people who like Twitch stream or like make YouTube videos, shiny hunting is the saddest thing you can do. Uh, <clears throat> it seems like that, but you can like ask them about their numbers, like. They, they're incredibly successful when they do so. Yeah, I like, think, you, I think you know, dream statement. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's not interesting to me, but what I've seen whenever I do go on those streams are the, the, the discussions held by the chat are generally far more civilized than a normal sort of Twitch discussion. Yeah, like, no, I, I, I agree. Actually having conversations and like I think bantering I, with the person shiny hunting because essentially they're not really thinking; they're just able to constantly answer people. I think that's a big you, you're you're hitting it on the head. I think a big thing for shiny hunters on Twitch, typically, the way you shiny hunt is if you already have an audience, because pretty much those people are there because they want to know more about you. You know, they want to ask you questions like, "Hey, what's your favorite color? What do you think of ice cream?" Stuff like that, you know? And while you're shiny hunting, yeah, yeah, we are all bonding over this common thing like, hey, we like Pokemon. We think shiny Mudsdale looks really cool. And you're you're going through this and you're bonding over that. But at the same time, they get to they get to question you about their personal life. And that's the thing that I find a lot of people care about when it comes to, like, their online personalities that they follow. Mm. They care about knowing more and more and more about them. I wish somebody would ask me what I think about ice cream. Scrawn, what do you think about <laughs> ice cream? I occasionally like it. I don't know. Do you want to go? Well, we'll talk about this later. But you want to go get Rita's when you're here? That's frozen yeah, custard. Yeah, yeah, I do. We, we can get like ramen twice. and go get. We can go get ramen and get some Rita's. Oh, yeah, done. Sounds okay, <laughs> we just had a really off off held discussion there. But basket, what do you what do you have you thought? What have you liked so far from Pokemon uh, Sun and Moon? Other than the fact that you can shiny hunter starter. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. First off, I'm extremely impressed uh, for anybody that could have gotten through the first part during Sun and Moon in three and a half minutes because it always felt like a half hour to me. Like, Oh, no, 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 no. That's three hours if you like save right up until the closest point to get your starter and then just soft reset it. Oh, three and a half minutes from there. So all the way up there and then three minutes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, Isn't that (laughs) worse? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) so ugly um anyways um uh i also really liked um the uh the small little like so at first i was i was really upset because it was the same game but with just like these minor interruptions from the uh um crap what are they called again the uh the ultra um, recon squad yeah yeah um and uh but then there was that time when you're in uh um melee melee meadow right Mm -hmm. um and uh there's that hole in the wall and you go through that and i was like 
I was looking at it and I was like, wait, was this here the entire time? And I had no idea yes. about it. Like, yes, like, it like in, in, in the original ones. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I remember that. And I was like, I was like, holy crap. Like I've, I've never been in here. Okay. Let's go in there. And then bam, ultra recon squad. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait, this is awesome. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool that like you like found this little thing and then snuck in it. And then it was like, uh, an actual story relevant like plot. I thought it, I thought it was much better than just having it like in the meadow, having Nebby run away in the meadow, and you can see it off in the distance. I like that it was inside the cave because one, that cave is hard to find if you didn't know it was there in in regular Sun and Moon. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it leads you to the seaside uh, bay and everything, Mele Mele Bay and everything like that. Yeah, yeah so that, uh, that's how you can get uh, what is it, uh, Marini early on because yeah, there's a super super small chance of finding it in an SOS. Well, yeah, you can find Corsola there, and you can catch it pretty early. So it's uh, it's yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting factoid. I mean, there are a couple things I really liked. So uh, I think I mentioned some of these during the uh, the live show, like when the game just came out. But first of all, um, the big thing that I really liked is that they definitely changed the pacing of battles. The pacing is much, much better. The HP bars go down at a reasonable rate. Um, I just reason, re- recently uh, played my uh, Draft League battle, and I we were still playing on Sun and Moon for Draft League. And so I went back from playing on Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon back to Sun and Moon, and like you can just feel the drag of that HP bar when there's like three HP left and it takes, you know, two seconds for that dr- HP bar to drain, and you're just sitting there just like, why is it taking so long? And... <laughs> So that that's that's like the most like quality of life improvement they've ever made in my mind. So something like I don't know why because it's such a small detail, but it and I don't and I don't know why it infuriates me. It's beyond comprehension. But I hate that the XP bar is lower is uh, smaller now than the health bar. Because You're not before, wrong. Before I was able to you know like guess how much um uh, like how many more times I would need to take out. Uh, a certain Pokemon or whatever. Um, and uh, in, in order to, you know, level up to the next level. And now yeah. because it's so small, it's just completely thrown me off about that. And it's, <laughs> it, it's infuriating. I don't know when I'm going to level up anymore. <laughs> it's really annoying. The other thing I think they did really well is the battle agency in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I don't know if either of you have played it. Uh, Scrawn, I know you haven't because you're not far enough. I, I've heard but... about it. It's, Would you say like, smart? No, 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 no. You're not far enough. Okay. I okay. scroll. I think you're perfectly capable of playing Battle Agency. <laughs> I will have you know that I watch Rick and Morty. My IQ is at least <laughs> over 300. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Gosh dang it. Thank uh, you. So it's uh no no there's there Battle Agency was a lot of fun too. I thought it was really interesting because they tried to take this Battle Frontier concept of the battle uh the battle factory and they turn it into a social game essentially. Yeah. And so the difference is you have to rely on other people in your plaza still having high level pokemon that you can borrow and stuff like that because Battle Agency every grade you go up, every level your um the opponent's pokemon will go up that you battle. And so you want to try to find people who are at your grade or higher. And so I can know it's going to be a slog trying to get all the way to grade 50. But I mean, uh, I've been working with like a couple people on stream because the battle streams have been pretty light as of late this week or in the past couple of weeks because nobody's beat Sun and Moon. And so nobody has competitive teams ready or anything like that. So 
I'm, I'm just kind of sitting around waiting. And so we'll do some battle agency and it's a lot of fun. We'll go back and forth and we'll play some, we'll play some fun games. And it's, uh, thankfully our Sigma and I believe Coop are both incredibly high ranked. And so I just take their stuff. So like my, I'm at rank like seven right now. So my Pokemon, the Pokemon I battle against will be level 57. So the one Pokemon I get will be at level 57. And then I can grab Sigma's level 13 and Coop's level 12 Pokemon. And then I can just, or, uh, level, not 13, level 63 and level 62 Pokemon and just like run train. Mm-hmm. And, um, for those of you who don't know, for Battle Agency, by the way, if you play Battle Agency and you get to grade, I believe, 30, you get the sunglasses from Battle Agency for your character. So, oh. squad goals. Squad um, goals. Uh, I really like, I, like, I legit just want to get to rank 30 so that when I, cause I'm planning on going to St. Louis regionals this year. Uh, I want to go to St. Louis regionals and just have my character wear those sunglasses. I don't need to win. I just need my character <laughs> to wear those sunglasses. You get there and everybody's character is wearing the same sunglasses. I'll be so sad. Like, I just want, I want people to know I wasted my time on battle agency for this. Okay. I think it's a really fun mechanic though. And it's, um, I don't want to say it's akin, but it's close to the feeling I had when I was playing uh, Friend Safari back in X and Y, where you had to have certain people come online at the same time you were, so you get their third Pokemon unlocked and stuff like that. So mm. as definitely as definitely the feeling I have. It's not the same, but it, it's also a little bit more social. Like I have to be like, hey, Sigma, are you online so we can do this? And hey, are you on this li- online so I can take your Pokemon? Stuff like that. <laughs> that I, thought was, it was, that, I thought it was an interesting was feature, though. Worse. The worst yeah. way to get hidden abilities. I hated that so much. <laughs> I thought it was uh, great. Honestly, hidden abilities in general have always like ever since um ever since they made them uh available in the game, I have I don't care how you get them as long as they're available in the game. Because in Gen 5, getting a hidden ability was such a pain. Such a pain. Like if you wanted uh hidden ability if you wanted poison heal Gliscor in Gen 5, that was awful. Because a couple of things have to happen. One, you need to catch a Pokemon. You have to find a Gligar in the Dream World, the dream. which yeah. is incredibly hard. Uh, on top of that, you need the Gligar to be like, I'll be your friend, which is, again, incredibly hard. And then when you do that, you got to get the Gligar to come back to your house and then you have to transfer it in. And then you have to hope it has its hidden ability. It also had to be female. Yeah. It, it, well, it had to be female if you wanted to breed it. Oh, well, yeah, um, but of course. Yeah, because the hidden ability wouldn't pass on unless it was female. And mm-hmm. so there's just so many random factors. And it was just like, okay, I don't want to do this, but this is a really good Pokemon, you know? And it's uh, hopefully, I mean, ever since they put it in Gen 6, I've been like, a sigh of relief. I can actually catch hidden ability Pokemon now. Yeah. And so you can complain about Friends Safari all you want, but I'm going to let you know it was a lot worse. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you know it was a lot worse. Like the people are just like, man, it's going to take me like two hours to breed this Pokemon for competitive use. I'm like, don't you get me started. I was in Gen 4 and I had 29s in my IVs and I was happy. Okay. <laughs> and then I had to walk uphill both ways. Wow. Okay. Uh, no, it was uh, the competitive, competitive Pokemon in general is just that it used to be far more difficult, obviously. Uh, they're making it way, way easier, and I'm just waiting for the point where it's just like, oh, this is essentially PK Hex, but on the game. <laughs> and I, I can see it happening. I can see it happening. I don't know. Um, uh, on the, go ahead. Uh, on the topic, um, uh, I was really excited to because 
I'm, I forget which town it was, but you go into this town and then um, uh, they, people are talking about the Canto style gym that they mm-hmm. have. Right. Yeah. And I was so stoked. And I had um, accidentally read online that it was uh, Lieutenant Surge's gym. Right. So I was super stoked. I was super <laughs> You're be stoked so to go disappointed. There. Oh, I was, I was so disappointed, but I was, I was, I, I thought that I'd be able to go in there and battle Lieutenant Surge. And I was excited and a little upset because I thought Lieutenant Surge's um, find the button under the trash can thing was always crap. It was always yeah. so annoying to me. Um, and uh, um, just because it was completely randomized. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not super stoked about that, but I'm super stoked to go against Lieutenant Surge. That'll be fun. So I go through it, deal with the whole crap of finding the switch under the trash can, and then go in there, and it's not even Lieutenant Surge. It's just some rando guy. And right. I was just like, wow, this was a super bummer. <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, like, so that that was definitely underwhelming to say the least, but it just made me like the one thing I was really happy with is that's totally a bar, by the way, like in universe, if you like, look at it, if you talk to some of the NPCs, they're just like, no, I'm just here to have a drink. And like, it's, mm. it's this Cantonian style gym. That's totally a bar. And I kind of want to make that a real bar. <laughs> um, like, I, I feel like that's a really good idea. I think you could get a lot of people like, like, if, especially if you get it like right next to like a Pokemon go gym, Right. You do it. You you call it like a Pokemon Pokemon gym, the bar, and then you you make the bar out of it, and you just put trash cans in the middle, and you tell people to find the switches on the floor. <laughs> I mean, you can you could do it. You could do it. Yeah, I mean that, that is one have, of the one you of the most Shimu waiting in the back <laughs> <laughs> with a with a with a three DS waiting for someone to. Flip the right switches and go through the electrical lock doors. And I'm telling you, we can make it happen, guys. Okay, just you got to go to patreon.com slash puckle podcast. We can make this bar a thing. Uh, no, okay, I'm kidding. We only need we only we only need each of you to donate five thousand dollars. <laughs> a small contribution to the cost, <laughs> and then we can create our Cantonian style gym with Shamu in the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's awful okay just gets pissed at everyone who doesn't challenge him with shuckle <laughs> you are <laughs> all right moving on though um was there anything else that you thought was underwhelming about this experience playing through sun and ultra sun and ultra moon uh, because personally i was i was a little upset with how little they changed up until the fourth island i i thought they yeah. had built us up for more hype than that and I was pretty disappointed by like, like I wouldn't have been disappointed had they not hyped me up. Had they had they gone, hey, you're going to essentially get a platinum version. I would have been like, okay. And then I would have been incredibly impressed with this game. I think it is so, leaps and bounds forward from platinum, but it's nowhere near where I expected it to be in terms of like I expected it to be a healthy mix of black and white two, and uh, and uh, what's the other one called? Uh, platinum. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Basket was going to say something, so I was going to let him go. Yeah. So, so what? Uh, what I did before the game came out was I didn't care about stat spoilers, move spoil spoilers, anything like that. So I knew the different Pokemon that were coming out. I knew um, uh, information like that, but I wanted to stay away from like story issues. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that I'd heard before I bought the game about the story 
was that everybody was talking about how um, it was going to be uh, like three years later. Right. Yeah. A lot of people and, thought it was a sequel and that, that kept perpetrating. I knew it. I knew it wasn't personally, but I expected like a different story. Yeah. And so I opened the game and I was like, Oh no. Oh no. This is the same. This is the same. <laughs> no, it seems I, just like, I just got done nuzlocking sun. And now I got to go through <laughs> the all over again. And I was three years in the future. We just reused for the first half of the game. They reused a good portion of the game until you get to po- until you get to Pony Island. Like everything's almost exactly the same, and like yeah. the trials are different. Like a lot of the trials are different. I'll give them that. They made a lot of things nicer to uh, go through trial wise. Like I thought, uh, and they changed the totem Pokemon, which is also nice. And then they made it a bit oh. more difficult. IMO. I loved slash hated um, the the water totem Pokemon. <laughs> yes, that was, that was so much fun because I had no idea that it was happening, and I saw the uh, um, and I was still in the like glaze of like this is the same thing, this is boring. Now I'm gonna fight a totem wishy washy, and this is gonna suck. And then, bam, Araquidna, and I was like. Whoa, I was not expecting this. And then I just get decimated. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd never I'd never been so happy to just get destroyed before. <laughs> they well they made a awesome. lot a lot of the totems harder, in my opinion. Yeah. Like I thought it I thought it was really interesting. They made a lot of good changes and they purposely built um like support Pokemon for the totems to, that would that would definitely support them more. So yeah. I thought it was I thought it was really healthy. Like uh, my biggest one is I don't know how far you've gotten basket, but when you face the Komo trial, that's still there. Uh-huh. You you get into a battle with it, and its support Pokemon is a Scizor, and I'm just like, wow, that makes no sense because like, you can't catch Scizor here. It's not like Cast Form like with a Lorantis where you can go catch a Cast Form. That's really weird. Right. I'm like, this was literally made because they know Scizor is going to destroy anything you bring that's going to beat Komo. Well, I think it makes a certain degree of sense because Scythers are native to Pony Island. They they are, but it's Scizor. Like, you're not going to see a wild Scizor. Yeah, sure you can. You cannot catch a wild Scizor. I I mean, you can't catch one, but it makes sense lore-wise. Yeah, I mean, lore-wise, I agree. But typically, Pokemon games don't follow lore. This is weird, okay? Uh, I mean, (laughs) they they put the Scizor in there, like, literally just for strategy. It is is weird because it's, it's specifically, like something that it's it's like a man-made thing sort of yeah it's not it, like it's not like when you catch it's not like when you catch a um a sneasel that has razor claw that yeah if it was in the wild it would you know um and it leveled up uh to whatever at night then it's not like that would just you know yeah happen the same way right you I, have I, to trade it with the metal coat yeah i agree and so like that it blew me away because so far. I, it, it took me out of the immersion a little bit yeah. because I was just like, oh, they put this there to make this hard. Because you imagine you're up against Komo. What type are you going to use against Komo? Right? You're going to use a fairy type probably because you get the times four on it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Scizor is just going to iron head or bullet punch that thing in the face. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is you're going to use an ice type, right? Because ice is super effective with the dragon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, too bad Scizor is going to bullet punch or iron head that in the face. And it's just so it was uh it was it was nuts. Like seeing that as like the support Pokemon, I was just like, okay, they took this to a whole nother level this time around. Yeah, I thought I thought it was really cool. Um and uh um yeah, I believe 
I believe it has Sucker Punch too, because I, I didn't was, even pay attention. Because I was trying to, um, uh, I mean, I could be wrong. It could have been a, a different trial, but I'm pretty sure that it had Sucker Punch because I was trying to take the Como O out with uh, um, a psychic type because huh. that was what I had available. And that's interesting. I'm pretty sure it Sucker Punched me, and it just was crap. Wow. The other thing that I have really liked um, were the two mini games. We talked about Mantine Surfing a lot at the beginning of the show, but also, I don't know if you've gotten into it yet, but you can Ultra war- war- Wormhole play. Um, a lot of people have been all about that because you can shiny hunt super easy with that method. And honestly, it's so much fun to shiny hunt through it because the mini game itself is fun. You uh, ride Sogaleo or Lunala and you can hit like the little rings and you speed up and then you find the wormhole that you want and you go inside the wormhole um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's going to be really great when I actually decide to sit down and like go through and catch all the legendaries. So it's, so, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I haven't gotten to that point yet. Um, but, uh, I saw some of the video of someone playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminded me a lot of like the, uh, the gummy ship mini thing in, the um, kingdom hearts. Kind I've of. never played kingdom hearts. So, okay. Uh, you're probably right. I'm going to take <laughs> you on your word. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a fun method though. I I definitely suggest it. Scrawn should do it when he gets the chance. He should shiny hunt. Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> I still need to finish that Neslock. Which oh that oh yeah. How's that going by the way? Uh I haven't been able to play for a while because of just how absolutely busy I am. Oh. Finishing and I'm going to make a big deal of whenever I finally face the Elite 4 if we get to the Elite 4. Ooh, all right. Yeah, like save outside and then like get a nice following and then just decide to tackle it, eh? Yeah. Lose, prepare, watch all our hopes and dreams get destroyed. (laughs) All right. So we are going to, I think we can wrap it up here. I do want to ask you guys a couple of questions or one question first before we finish it. Do you think it's worth purchasing uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon? So um, I would start with yes, because you have to do it to stay competitively viable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, that's the correct (laughs) answer. But but beyond that, um, uh, yeah, I think they added enough in it to where um, uh, it doesn't doesn't feel like a complete and utter, uh, you know, redo of the games. And they, uh, um, they sped some boring parts up. They, um, uh, put more emphasis on the story. Um, uh, I do feel like it's essentially like director's cut, you know, like, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm happy with the purchase. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, What about you, Scrun? I know you haven't played too much. In general, like I'm a Pokemon podcaster. I, I think that all Pokemon games are worth, like, if you put time into something, that then you get a lot of value out of it, especially in terms of Pokemon. That's sort of what the name of the game is. Put some time mm-hmm. into something, and you reap the rewards. You catch them all, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got you to gotta catch them all. You got to get that stack attack, you know? I'm sorry. That was one of the corniest things I ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was, like, really silent and, like... I mean, I, mean, I will shank you if you insult me like that again. <laughs> I'm wow. corny. I'm cool. I was, I was having a heartfelt moment here. I think it's worth I buying know. as well. I think, I think the game is worth buying as well. I, I it's, uh, 
if you're gonna if you're gonna jump into the franchise, I think this is a good place to jump in as well. It's uh it's a bit tougher, it's a bit more uh challenging, but it's a good place to start Pokemon Ultra like Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. They cleaned up a lot of Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon was done well because we can go back to 2016 and listen to that show, and we all thought it was done really well. And they yeah. just kind of they outdid themselves in this in this sense. And good on them for doing that. I uh, there are some faults. I wish there was more story such that you could separate the two of them more distinctly. But overall, though, I think the additions that they made, especially with the post game, which we barely touched on. I think is a much better game than Sun and Moon. So definitely purchase this game if you haven't. I think there's enough there, enough added value to constitute purchasing Sun and Moon again up until the fourth island. Yeah, and if there and if there's anybody <laughs> if there's anybody that hasn't played Sun and is listening to this podcast, don't buy Sun. Buy, buy Ultra, Ultra Sun. Sun. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't think it's necessary to buy Sun if you play Ultra Sun. <laughs> I will say that much. Hmm. But that is going to be it for the topic, guys. We're going to take a short break, go to commercial, and come right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. Hi there, everybody. It's your friend, Farfetch'd Freddy. And I'm here with a very special announcement for all of you. For the rest of December, Farfetch'd Farms is offering a special promotion on our delicious blackberry sauce. For the low price of seven Pokemon dollars. Grown using fertilizer from authentic far-fetched droppings, this delicious fruit sauce is one of a kind and sure to impress your overbearing parents when they come to visit you for thank- uh, Christmas dinner. If you order two cans of our blackberry sauce using our promotional code, I hate Psyducks but love far-fetcheds, you can get a free far-fetched farms t-shirt with your order. Thank you. Far-fetched farms, we got the leaks. And we got the beaks. Poke of the episode. And on to the Pokemon of the episode. The Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 435, Skunk Tank. The Skunk Pokemon. It attacks by spraying a horribly smelly fluid from the tip of its tail. Attacks from above confound it. All right, so Skunk Tank is uh, is a skunk. Uh, the reason I, I wanted I specifically to... chose this entry because of the sentence "attacks from above confound it." Like that's <laughs> very interesting to me. I want to know why this is. Uh, because if you looked at its tail, it's just like covering its head. It probably can't see. So, so that's and... one of the things about the biology of this Pokemon. Is its tail attached to its head? Because that's really I don't know. weird. <laughs> I don't know, actually. That's a good question. Maybe it's not actually its tail. Maybe it's just like a tuft of fur that's like just like – it's like a Stegosaurus hair patch. <laughs> you well, know? It sprays the fluid. So it's like a tank. That's the whole thing. It's a skunk yeah. tank. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know. Uh, it's got decent typing though. So the reason we did P uh, – not PU this time, but we did uh, skunk tank is because it's in the PU tier. And because I've received a lot of criticism recently uh, that we only talk about OU Pokemon on this show. And I wanted to highlight Skunk Tank because Skunk Tank is right now the S-tier mon- – well, one of the three S-tier mons in PU. And we want to talk about how awesome Skunk Tank is. Is it though? Like the, the most awesome thing about Skunk Tank I can think about is its role in the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon series where it has I have that never absolutely- seen that god awful laugh that uh they write as cha ha 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 
That's I'm not good. even joking here. Like, uh, he's the leader of uh, Team Skull, actually. The name oh, of- yes. Yeah, and he has Zubat and coughing, and then he's always like, all right, boys, we're going to smoke them out or something like that. And then he just laughs. I never wanted to play that game, and now I do. (laughs) It's a great game. I love it. Like, the characterizations are amazing. Uh, I I especially love Which which Mystery Um, Dungeon is this? uh, This is Darkness, uh, Sky, and Time. That's the good one, though. Yeah, Uh, that's the, like... Pokemon Explorers of Sky, like hours of fun. Yeah, exactly. Explorers of Sky are is like that's the really good mystery dungeon game. Yes. And then they did the most recent one I don't think was that great. It was all right. They did they fixed the recruiting method to some extent. Uh I, I don't like the yeah, random except recruitment. That, like, after the first three missions, you can get like a level fifty something yeah, Salamence. Yeah, you get game. like level fifty Salamence. It's just like stop it. And yeah. But regardless, uh, so in competitive though, in PU, Skunk Tank's really good because he has one weakness, and that's just ground. Uh, granted, ground is super common, but you're in PU, guys. You gotta remember you're in PU. Uh, nothing Oko's anything in PU. So, <laughs> uh, it's so hard to get an Oko in PU. So, so Skunk Tank is a thing, and he can actually, he's got a base HP of 103, which is huge, a base speed of 84, which is really good in PU, actually. Like, that's, that's like, that's like, mid-high tier in speed in PU. Can we just appreciate for a moment the fact that Skuntank is in PU as oh a Oh my gosh, yes, you're, you're like, correct. PU, you stink, you know? Yeah, he's a stinky boy, you know? Yeah. All right. I just so, thought that was neat, I'm just saying. Base attack of 93, base defense of 67, special defense 61, special attack 71. Uh, so he, he can actually do some work. Like, he's got a decent attack, and he's decently bulky. And we were talking before the segment... He actually gets access to fog thanks to move tutors. Uh, in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. <laughs> Does it like send a wave of gas? <laughs> I, I assume it just sprays its own stench and it like, it, it removes the fog, but now you just have like this, this gaseous cloud uh. of like skunk. So, <laughs> uh, it's, it's skunk tank. Do what you will with it. Right. So it's Gun it Tank, also gets it, access to explosion, which is hilarious. Yeah, well, so he's got decent typing because Dark is a decent type, and Poison's really nice if you need to take air fire fairy types, which there aren't too many of in the PU tier, but there are a ton of psychic types. Another notable one would be Mesprit, uh, which you can handle well with Skunk Tank. So, uh, I honestly, if you're going to run Skunk Tank in PU, I I would say if you're going to do it uh, at all. I would run Sucker Punch just so you get that priority so you can piss off Basket in Totem Battles. And then <laughs> I, would, I would run Defog because you can get rid of Hazards. Hazards are still ever prevalent in PU. Um, I'm a big fan of Skunk Tank because it's also a Poison type. And uh, Toxic Spikes, when you get in lower tiers, I find that Spikes and Toxic Spikes become more common than in OU. And Toxic Spikes are very prevalent in PU. And when you just switch in Skunk Tank, the Toxic Spikes disappear. So, and it's on like pretty much every team right now. So, uh, you've got Skunk Tank, you can do that. I would also run probably Pursuit or Crunch, depending on how you feel. I think you can, in PU, get a lot of predicts on switch outs, and that Pursuit is pretty big for that. And then Poison Jab slash Crunch, whichever one you feel like running. I think Poison Jab is really good if you want to hit fairy types. If you feel like you have a huge fairy type weakness, you're running too much Hitmonchan or something like that, you can run Poison Jab. Crunch is another good option if you want to just be able to Oko Mesprit or something like that. So definitely huge for Skunk Tank. And uh, I don't know. I think it's a really cool Pokemon. I think PU is a good tier for it 
Though I could see it getting moved up to NU because it's going to be over centralizing in the PU tier soon. Did you did oh. you like that analysis? You see that wasn't OU. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll take a moment to appreciate it. Fat, stop being passive aggressive and sad. <laughs> <laughs> I just want I just want people to notice that I talked about not OU today, and uh, I talked okay. about I talked about PU. Skunk okay, tank. don't use it. Don't Good use job, it in fat. PGC either. Don't use it. Good in job. PGC. Good job. Okay. Thanks, yeah. thanks. Okay, but there's a TCG card. We're not done. We're not done. Uh, I think Basket can comment more on this. But uh, do you know what the next set's called, Basket? By the way, I don't know what it's called in English. Uh, I I do not. The one after comes. I don't know. Uh, so it's called Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon in Japan. There's a Skunk Tank card because there hasn't been one since Flash Fire. It turns out. Uh, so this is the next one. It's coming out in February in the U.S. I think it, I think the other set just came out in Japan recently. So Skunk uh, what, Tank is what, here, though. Uh, expansion number is it? I can this translate. is Sun and Moon 5. Oh, it's okay. This is coming out in February. It's Ultra Prism. Ultra Prism. That's what it's called. Okay, that's yeah. right. Uh, because we're getting the prism mechanic with that as well. But there is a one Skunk Tank card coming out in that, and that will be the one Skunk Tank card in rotation. And I don't think it's absolutely horrible. I don't know if you guys talked about it on the TCG cast, but this card is a dark type, 120 HP. It evolves from Stunky, obviously. Um, so for one dark and one colorless energy, you can use the move Stinky Smoke. Uh, Stinky Smoke screen for 50 damage. Now, that's not a lot of damage, and it's two energies that you have to put on the Pokemon, but meh. Listen to this effect, though. If the defending Pokemon tries to attack your, uh, if the defending Pokemon tries to attack during your opponent's turn, next turn, your opponent flips two coins. If even one of them is tails, the attack does nothing. So that's, that reduces your opponent to a 25% chance of actually being able to attack. That's pretty good. I think that's really good. Um, and I think that, I think that we could see that in some kind of like stall deck of some sort, like maybe some kind of stun deck. I think the skunk tank can see a lot of play though. Well, maybe not a lot of play, but you're going to see it. You're going to see it at leagues and maybe some league cups and you're going to see things that are just going to be destroyed. Well, um, I I don't think it's as good as you think because, uh, you can just retreat and then attack. That's true. And that's a huge thing that happens a lot in Pokemon. You know what? Stop ruining my day. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to pile on here. Um, I play Glissopod. You're right. Um, it's so it's it's 120 HP, which is not hard at all to knock out. No, you're right. Um, and then also it's a stage one. Yeah. Um, that needs two energy to do 50 damage, and um, with the current meta, like this is this is not an attacking Pokemon. Like what you were talking about before, um, it would be something that would be uh, stalling. Um, yep. And, uh, um, but then again, you can't really stall effectively with 120 HP Pokemon. You're um, right. There's going to, there's going to need to be a lot to make this thing work from what I'm seeing. It does. I mean, it does have a cool, uh, secondary effect. Um, but this is why baskets here, not me, <laughs> but, uh, but it's, that's collects it, cards. It doesn't play. <laughs> I do play. I do play. I go to league every Wednesday. Oh, oh, that's pretty cool. Fun fact, yeah, you should you should get you should watch yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> um, I think it's check yourself before you wreck yourself. You know what? I it's just my show. I can say what I want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Without further to do, let's let basket. This is my show. I can do what I want. Look at me. <laughs> but go ahead, basket. Yeah. Uh, 
should I read the or do we want to go on to the mailbag? Uh, oh, we'll go to that segment. Yeah, no, I just didn't know if you wanted to finish anything with the card. Uh, oh no, so, I'm over it. Does the art <laughs> at least look cool? Uh, it looks all right. It's not great. Okay. Um, it looks like a skunk tank. Uh, if you were right. wondering what it looks like, it looks like a skunk tank. Uh, skunk okay. tank has a cool shiny. And did you know that skunk tank is based on a skunk? Oh man. Yeah. Fun <laughs> fact. All right, so that's going to be it for the Pokemon of the episode. If you want more awesome Pokemon stuff, you can check out FucklePodcast.com. So we are going to take we're going to take you guys on over to the mailbag. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And onto the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Oh, wow. You guys are getting, like, real fast at that one. Yeah. So... Uh, we're we're gonna, as always, go ahead and read emails from our listeners. Uh, if you're new to the show, this is a segment of the show where we go ahead and we read your listener mail. You can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com with your questions, concerns, comments, uh, expressions of outrage, and or can, poems. I like poems. Uh, expressions of outrage or poems, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you can send them into pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We typically have a question for you guys. I forget what it was last week. Probably something something. What do you think of Pokemon on Switch? Uh, so we're going to get right to it though. Our first email this week is from Shira and, uh, basket. Let, let's read it and see what she's got to say. All right. I was just listening to your latest podcast and another listener asked what your guilty pleasures are regarding subpar Pokemon. I had to write and confess. I love love disc. It's always on my team and I've tried probably Sorry, I've trained probably 10 of them to level 100 with EVs, spreads, and all. It's just so cute and such a sweet story that you should have, that you should give one on Valentine's Day. Now, just as an interruption, have you guys ever seen the Pokemon Chronicles episode about Love Disc? No. So, so do you not know about Pokemon Chronicles? There's a Chronicles Uh, episode about Love Disc? Yeah, Pokemon Chronicles, for those of you who aren't aware, is a season of the anime that doesn't follow Ash. It's just a bunch of, like, one-off adventures of different characters in the Pokemon anime universe. Which is a brilliant thing. It's a really good series of episodes, and I do suggest anybody to watch them. Uh, But there's one with Love Disc in it, and they're about these two Love Discs that are in love because they're Love Discs. And so apparently, like, Love Discs' thing is when they'll kiss each other, right? And when they kiss, they make like a little butterfly thing and they fly away. <laughs> yeah. Which is like a fun fact about Love Disc. That's so, so cute. Yeah. I'm just, just throwing that out there. Check that out if you haven't already. Uh, go continue basket. Is it just me or is the level of Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon in-game harder? My Pokemon seem to do less damage and the opponents hit harder. It's a nice change of pace. I found out that you cannot use Mega Evolution if you have not gotten it in-game yet on Battle Spot. Needless to say, that game did not go well. <laughs> oh, even with a QR code team? I didn't even think about that. That'd be real bad. That'd be real bad. Yeah, no, you should go get Mega Evolution like, and then start playing the game. 
<laughs> no, I think uh, they did that because they had an issue last year with um, – they actually caught some people last year in VGC who were like using Flynium Z and stuff before they could get Flynium Z in game. And so like you're obviously hacking at that point because you can't trade Z crystals over or anything. Right. So like they were catching people do that. And so this is just another like fail safe to be like, hey, no, you need to actually play this game before you can like come and do these events. Mm-hmm. So I'm all for it. I don't care because <laughs> I'm going to play the game anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Go ahead, Basket. So Shira goes on to say, I like the new game so far, but I don't feel a big difference yet. And I've just arrived at Pony Island. That's where the difference is, Shira. Yeah, it's right there. Like you're right <laughs> at the difference. <laughs> Yeah, if you, when you're listening to this, you probably have started to see the change. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm still working on my shiny Vanillix since I want to play Hail this season. Ooh. That's interesting. Yeah, Hail, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun this year because we get to go back to essentially VGC 15, but there are some new additions that kind of mix it up. I think we'll see chalk at the beginning like still be prevalent or some form of chalk, and you're going to see it kind of diverge from there. So let's see. Um, all right. So this next one's from Linian. Scrawn, if you want to get that one. You got it. Uh, yo, Thatch, Basket, and Discount Blue Ranger. What the actual hell? <laughs> wait, wait, uh, wait. I'm so confused. Why are you a Discount Blue Ranger? I don't understand, but it makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this, Linian. That's hilarious. My name's Zkron. That is so funny to me. <laughs> I just don't what, know why you discount Blue up, Rangers. I'm gonna angrily look up what Blue Ranger is right now. Wait, it's Power Rangers. Okay, is there like a trope about? Okay, I have no is, idea. We're gonna have to ask it to the Triceratops dinosaur. Oh my uh, gosh, or something like that. So the wolf, <laughs> the Shogun, and the uni- the unicorn. Okay. Oh my, oh my gosh! Just stop! Just stop obsessing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just very, very narcissistic, Thatch. So having any insults to my character just me <laughs> off the edge. I'm going to need a few deep breaths. Hold on. <sighs> <sighs> okay. While I know there's a mailbag question, but if I have to talk about Pokemon Switch one more time, I'm going to collapse from exhaustion. So instead, I want to talk about Generation 5. Who boy. I've ragged on Gen 5 for years. Black and White 2 remain the only main series games that I haven't beaten. But when my roommate offered to lend me his copy of White, I figured that I owed it another chance. I've just gotten to Nimbasa City, and I can safely say that it's not as bad as I remember it, but it's still not great. It feels like an excellent fan game. The dialogue, narrative, and area design aren't bad per se. They just don't feel like Pokemon has since or was before. It's a half step down between the joy of Kanto or Kalos and the grit of Ore, and it doesn't connect with me. The new features are all interesting, but they amplify the sense of close but not quite when they refuse to mesh with the world. Even the map is a bloody ring. Have fun exploring. It's definitely personal taste, but this just feels off. Best wishes, Linian. P.S. Uh, everyone better listen to the finale round of the Game Corner Tournament of Champions, uh, set for my sea gear. Uh, I just want to say, uh, Linian, you're about five years late. <laughs> uh, no, he's not wrong though. Like, like he's the whole have fun exploring thing. Like with black and white. Like it is really it, like come on, it's a circle. Like the region is a circle. That's a, it's a pokeball shaped. It's a pokeball shaped region. Like, like, come they on. Changed that up a bit in Black White Two when they added some areas. Yes, Black White Two changed it a bit, 
because there are a couple cities that are offshoots and everything. So that's nice. But I mean, when they made it as a circle, it's like, well, I know where I'm going, I guess. And like, at least with Kanto and stuff, you're just like, oh, all of these are in different areas. Like, you know, and you have to like jump from re- town to town to get to certain different towns. I don't know. Um, he, I think he hits it spot on though. Like the joy of Kanto and the grid of ore. And it's just not there. Like, it's like, you don't want to be in the middle there. I think ore was really exciting. I wonder if we'll get a port of that ever. I, I could I definitely if we'll see get it. A, another game that's set there. Uh, I don't know if we'll get another game. I think what might happen is we might start to see, because next year we're getting the Nintendo online surface on the Switch. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start seeing like uh, revamps of old games. And I'm wondering if we'll get to GameCube eventually. And the GameCube games will start coming to Switch and we'll see some kind of port, or not port, but we'll see a virtual console version of Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon XD. I mean, there, there's obviously demand for these games because if you look... If you look at if you go to a used game store, it still costs you about fifty dollars to buy those games. Yeah, it's crazy. And so I, I think we're going to see some kind of virtual console release of that, especially something even like a Fire Emblem Path of Radiance on GameCube. I mean that that game's worth like a hundred and fifty dollars right now. So crazy. yeah, I, I still I so I suggest to people to do it for as undersold as system was. It had like a lot of good games. Yeah, so, GameCube. Uh, yeah. All right. So that's it from Linian. And those are the only two emails we had today. So uh, I don't know if either of them don't have the green Tauros badge. Um, I think Shira does. I think we gave it to her. But uh, if Linian doesn't have it, he can have the green Tauros badge. Yeah. Uh, I am against this. He called me the discount Blue Ranger. And that's you still don't understand. Yeah. Discount. You're I outvoted. am adamantly opposed against this. <laughs> I will fight this. All right. So next one. Uh, so next time, if you want to email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, <laughs> let us know if you think Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon were worth the price. I'm just uh, kidding, Linian, or you can also send in other insults like calling me a discount Red Ranger or um, anything of that sort. So you can send that in to pucklepodcast at gmail.com next week. And if you haven't already, you can come and catch Puckle in a variety of things. So first of all, if you're a patron this week, you could check out the Puckle live show and be on it. Uh, we're going to be doing it this Friday, December 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that Just come to the Discord Patreon channel and you can be on the show. We're also going to be doing – and that will be live on Twitch for everybody else to watch. So if you're bored on Friday night, you can come and watch the Patreon live show. And probably afterwards I'll stream a little bit because I'm going to go catch uh, Star Wars at 11 o'clock that night. So uh, I'm going to do a quick shout-out real quick. Uh, if you're interested in being part of the uh, Puckle inner community – where you are a content contributor and you can make stuff that people can sort of partake in, so read, uh, listen to, enjoy. The first step to doing this is becoming a writer for Puckle. Or and anything, honestly. Just email well, us. Honestly, anything. Like, we could take musicians, we could take artists, writers. Yeah, we are, we are particularly uh, looking for I, – I am. I know we're looking for writers right now. I think, I think the two things we're looking to hire right now that we really need help with are, one – we're looking for writers for Scrawn to uh, to uh, Scrawn's the lead on that. Uh, so I, you have an email for that, right? Uh, generally, I just manage a, a lot of the ongoings on in general. Yeah. But actually, I don't use that email anymore. Just send it to bscron at gmail.com. Yes. And explain why you should be helping us out. Also, we could use social media helpers, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and on top of that, we could also be using a, uh, we we're looking for new musicians. We're looking to redo the intro song for Puckle. So if you're interested in doing that, uh, come, uh, go ahead and just send us an email, pucklepodcast at gmail.com or bscron. 
one E-F-C-R-O-N of at gmail.com. So definitely do that. Um, other thing is it is time for the annual Puckle survey. Um, so right now, uh, every year we do a survey to see what we're doing wrong with the show, what we can be doing better, or what you guys think we're doing well to keep doing it. Uh, it helps out with the improvement of the, co- uh, the, the community, the podcast, and everything we can be doing. So you can check that out in, there's a link in the show notes for that, but it's also pucklepodcast.com slash survey. Just go ahead and fill it out. For every 50 entries we have, we're going to be giving away a Puckle hoodie. And I can tell you right now, we're already over 50, sir, 50, uh, 50 Ooh. entries if you've been following us on Discord and social media. So if you haven't nice. already, though, fill that out. Free uh, Puckle hoodie, possibly, if you fill it out. For every 50 entries, we're going to be giving away another one. So fill it out 300 times, and I'll give away six. You know, it's not a, it's not a big cool. deal. Well, I like getting the feedback. It helps us out, and it's doing a lot of things that's going to help us move the show forward. So uh, make, if you select Scron as your uh, favorite uh, co-host in the survey, then maybe I can uh, move a few things around, you know? <laughs> He's going to get a raise, guys. He's going to get paid twice as much as he does now. I don't get paid. What? <laughs> What's hey. this about getting paid? I, I'm missing something. <laughs> I offered to double your salary. <laughs> My double salary of $0? Yeah. You know what? You know what? I'll triple your salary. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I can't resist that one. Also, also, really quick, I'd like to say, um, if you guys uh, are doing the survey and you put anything three or lower, please tell us. Um, uh, what it yes. is that um, that made you score it that low? Right, because because we would we would we would like to um, uh, make it better for you and for ourselves. So if there's anything, um, uh, please let us know, and then that way we can actually you know put those uh, um, suggestions into uh, action. Yeah. Or if yeah, you I'm- really want to just piss off Thatch, put four for everything and don't say why. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even care. Um, all right, oh, so you wouldn't care. Oh, you, if anyone was gonna care, you're gonna be the one who cares. If you want more Puckly goodness, you can of course come to uh, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and and you can like and do whatever you need to do there. Like, subscribe, follows everything on those social media platforms. You can find all of those at our website, PucklePodcast.com. If you want to interact with us more on a regular basis, give us trivia questions, uh, find out more things about the advent calendar that's going on, you can go ahead and find those at um, our Discord. There's a link to the invite in the description of the show as well. And finally, if you want to check out our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast, I'm on it, uh, Jushiro's on it, Scron's on it sometimes, hopefully now when your finals are over. I'm always um, on Discord. and you can Oh, no, I, meant, I was on Twitch. Much. I was talking about Twitch. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, be what, what, on the finals. Are yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then we're going to be coming back with Piddle Matches this week on the YouTube. So check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Podcast. And finally, if you want to help out the show in a couple of ways, first you can do so by going to Tee Public, which is having a ton of sales right now for Christmas. T-shirts are like $14 or something like that. Uh, you guys can go to Tee Public. Our link to our store is in our description. And there's a bunch of cool Puckle stuff, a lot of cool Pokemon stuff. And anything you buy there helps out the po- the podcast. So definitely consider buying something from there for Christmas. Uh, we would really appreciate it. Um, and if you want to buy Thatch a throw pillow, that's perfectly fine. Like a puckle throw pillow, they look really nice. Just we send one. Get Thatch head. body pillows. <laughs> uh, that's really awful. I don't think they have body pillows on T Public, but. Um, <laughs> And then finally, if you want to go ahead and help the show in a more direct way, you can go to patreon.com slash pucklepodcast where you can support the show at one of our various tiers. 
Um, though Patreon, I know, is in, do, messing with their fees. But uh, we do appreciate your support and your continued support there on the platform. So that is it for this week. So uh, I am Trainer Thatch. I'm Scrum. Discount Blue Ranger. Uh. <laughs> also, and, I would like to point out that the Green Ranger is a discount basket. So, <laughs> and here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. This is Shadow President Scrum here, and I would like to thank our patrons for their continued support of the Puckle Podcast. Without them, this podcast would not be possible. At this time, I'm now going to name uh, the names of the above $1 patrons and the $1 patrons as a group. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say the names here. We're going to do this. All right. We've got quite a few of them, so bear with me. We've got Regal Superior, Chris, 10 Little Men, Duly Noted. Jonathan, Andrea, Whimsicott, Locke, Mongo87, Snag, Jushiro, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Minor Manectric, Greninjas in Paris, Claude9, Argent Avenger, R Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Jester, Jeremy, Uncle Oshawott, Matthew, Trevor, TJ, Eric, Ryusei, Zenth, Shambles, Bird Keeper Cobra, my man, <laughs> Daniel, Trey B, Matt, Greg, Christopher, Ozzy, Alex, British Gent, Victor, Rotted Mushroom, Beaverla, and of course, all of our $1 patrons. Thank you, and without all of you, this show would not be possible. This is Shadow President Scrum, and I am signing out. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.